just cause she dance go go That don't make her a hoe no Maxine put the dance shoes on We go went to the disco Hey y'all, it's Spontaneous Human Combustion Week Awareness. Uh, <laughs> awareness Week. Ah, I'm on fire! You don't want to provide the pyrotechnics for your own barbecue party, do you? Well, I don't know how it happens, but just be careful and stuff. <laughs> this this message is brought to you by uh, Hit Dice Podcast. <laughs> All of us are scientists. Tabletop Loot, we uh, gotta throw a big old shout out because now you can hear us and like... 4D. Higher fidelity. You know what we should do? Let's all roll our D20s from Tabletop Loot, and whoever gets the highest says what they love about Tabletop Loot. I think that's a really bad idea, but let's do it. Woo! I hope I don't. Four! Oh, I got 15. 10. Seven. I got 19. I really love Tabletop Loot. I have these pearl dice with gold numbers, and they are so cool, and I cannot wait to roll really high so that I don't die this episode. You know what I love about Tabletop Loot? It takes my mind off my failing marriage. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, We just want to take a moment at the beginning of this episode, your favorite podcast, America's favorite podcast, a love letter to Dungeons & Dragons and the community, and thank our sponsors, First up, someone very near and dear to our hearts, Tabletop Loot. They are just the best. And if you're not buying your dice from them, I mean, probably nobody loves you and what the fuck are you doing with your life? Get on over there, buy yourself some, we just saw guys nipples, everybody. (laughs) He's got human nipples. Oh no, he's got buffalo nipples. What's what's super creepy is my nipples in real life are as pale as Callista's in the game. I'm not comfortable with anybody else's nipples being out, so I don't know what to do right now. Speaking of nipples, you can get 15% off of any purchase you make at Tabletop Loot by entering the code HITDICEPOD in their store. We're going to cover 15% of anything you buy. They sell coffee cups, also, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Tote bags, tote bags, bags, t-shirts. You buy whatever you fucking want, and we will pay for 15% of it. Samantha Darcy shout out. That's the cover art for the shirts. Yeah, she she drew a bunch of our magic items, Mm -hmm. and then she draws the art for their shirt. That's fucking awesome. So we couldn't do this podcast without our sponsors. We just got these new mics, so hopefully episode 13 is sounding better than ever, and it's just like sweet, sweet butter on your dirty little ear holes. All of you listeners out there. And if it sounds like shit, I'm blaming Wes. (laughs) (laughs) I did not test these mics. (laughs) I just plugged them in and we are going for it. And before we go, you did hit record. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Loot and hitting record before we start playing. Uh, Also, grayed out dice bags. You know, you you, you bought some new dice? From Tabletop Loot? Yeah, That's shake them around. You need, Rachel, you why don't you tell us about your kick-ass new oh, dice bag yeah. from Grey I liked the ones that he sent us so much, the fun-colored smaller ones that I had to order one that is kitty cats in coffee cups on the fabric. It is 10% off of those dice bags. They're a steal anyway. It's really adorable. He does custom orders. He will make anything you want, and it's amazing. You want Jonathan's face on your dice bag? You well, done! Uh, same over at Tabletop Loot, but 15% off with uh, Hit Dice. Let's play Dungeons & Dragons now. We we're love so you, sorry. Light Storm. We're sorry we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you won't be sorry with your Dice and Dice bag. <laughs> nice. Did you say you wanted to do the recap? Steamy, enormous really, cavern. Opening to the east. Mm, steamons. <laughs> Lake was- of Lava. Covered in steam, elemental, invisible stalker, oh, no hungry Edith chicken joint. Uh, hungry Edith recap. chicken joint. 
Okay, so we're all caught up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now we know. We slapped going. an old fat bitch. We haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in a month. Fuck! And I forgot even what it is about or how to play it, so... I know what it's about. It's about the devil. It's about... It's about the Devil Satan. and Devils! <laughs> it's Devils and Devils Podcast! This is episode 13 of Hit oh, Dice Podcast. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I barely remember where we were, mm-hmm. but... Um, <laughs> Yo, our new DM is I'm a, Hey guys, I'm a Muppet now. It's always a good idea after a month away to mock your DM first day. <laughs> and you take meat meat damage. <laughs> oh, can we please? You, you handled the plume. The black plume, you solved it. You went back into town. It was a mess. The Midsummer's Festival, fucking ruined. No thanks to Yenitazasis. And the council basically sent you guys right out. You came back and based on what you told them and the strange smoky quartz gem that you had, they were able to piece a few things together, though you guys still haven't gotten any solid answers about what exactly is going on, though I think you guys have some... uh, Theories bouncing around. And so they sent you to uh, an ancient red dragon's old home. Uh, she's long dead now, and they told you that there are rumors that her heart still burns there. You guys got there, and there, well, first of all, Calissa got dissed hardcore. <laughs> Buffalo is a pygmy now. Mm. And <laughs> you guys you guys are walking down and through here. You fought some steam methods. There was an invisible stalker after uh, Callista, it seemed. You guys killed Hungry Edith Chicken Joint. And then you dove down through the floor where she was. And there was like this giant whirlpool. And at center, just this really bright red dot that you could see, even in the darkness. And as you all dove in, whenever you touched it, you were teleported elsewhere. The last two people through were Guy and Adelaide. And actually got oh, no. real scary there for a second. One of you got you got knocked unconscious, yeah. and then she brought you back, oh, yeah. and then you got down to one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm at one. You guys, it, it teleports you, and as it does, all of that water that is all over you, as soon as you enter this place, it just like evaporates right off of you. Steam is coming off of your clothes. Everything around you is alight. Fire dominates the landscape as far as you can see. The clouds here are made of ash and the smoke that is pouring up from the ground all around you. The land you stand on is just a small piece of obsidian that all of you are standing on top of. The river that this obsidian is floating on is condensed lava and it's all around you. The air itself is hot and it feels as if you're breathing fire. It's already hurting your skin just to be in this place. It feels like you've stepped into the maw of a red dragon. The lava filled chamber you all came from, it just pales in comparison. All that lava you guys were jumping over and everything, it's nothing compared to the heat that you guys are experiencing right now. Many pieces of identical obsidian can be seen just like floating all around you in this lava. It's a sea of it, as far out as you can see. But there is one strange thing in the middle of this, in front of all of you, and you can't miss it. It's an enormous brass bowl, and it goes as far as your eyes can see in either direction. Waterfalls are pouring out of this, but instead of water, it's magma and lava and fire, and it's almost like a dragon's mouth is open on the other side, just breathing this fire through this. The immense heat that is around this place and around all of you is causing heat lightning to strike constantly, and it's hitting the steeples and points of these intricate pointed buildings that are rising up from the middle of this strange brass bowl. A dragon rises from within the bowl, and it flies up into the air and away. 
the combination of all these incredible otherworldly visions is overwhelming to say the least. None of you have ever seen anything like this. Then your vision begins to blur and your breath draws short. Your equipment is smoking and smoldering. The skin on your arms is beginning to peel, except for Callista. I'm happy and feel home for the first time in my life. <laughs> Everyone needs to roll for initiative. Tip-top loot dice don't fail me now. Mod 20. My cobalt Neat. dice okay. from tabletop loot. Patches? <laughs> Six. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. <laughs> Callista? Plus four 14. initiative. Nice. Adelaide? Damn, really? Nine. Ooh, and Arwal. Eleven. You guys are standing on this piece of obsidian. There are other pieces of obsidian floating all around you. It's almost like the top of this is crusted and cooling, where underneath all of this magma, it's uh, just still boiling and hot, and you can just see those bubbles of magma just like, like popping so beside you. Between yeah. us and the brass bowl with yeah. the spires and all that shit, so there's, that there's little islands bowl. of... Obsidian? It's enormous. I mean, huge. Yeah. I'm not sure um, how you know it's. Well, it's, it seems built. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's up. It's like floating on the the sea of lava, just like you guys are. It seems like. So, big brass pole. How close are we to it? You guys are about two hundred yards away from it. How much of a gap between the like the land that we're on? You'd have to make jumps. Okay. Uh, for sure. I'm good at jumping, but that doesn't mean that you all are. <laughs> so, uh, guy, you were up. I'd like to see, uh, so do I see in front of me that there's like places I could jump to and make my way towards the big bowl? Yeah, it definitely seems like it. Let's do it. I'm gonna do that. Do we have any health potions left between the party? No. I have this note that says we had, before we set out, three health potions, one bark skin, and one fire resistance. We do have yes. health potions. So we do have cure three wounds. health potions? Yes. I cure Adelaide with cure wounds before that. Thank you. Okay, see, before you start running, yeah. I'm like, bam, I'm out! You get six health back. Yay, thank you. Yay. Though Adelaide's skin is like smoking and starting to blister a little bit, she's she's feeling a little better. <laughs> then I'm like, um, heat, and I run. Callista's up. Where are we running to? I don't know what's the going bowl. on. We're, we're, we're jumping toward the okay, bowl. Okay, so we're I trying believe. to. Unless we can magically get there some other way, and I don't okay. think so. It's a giant bowl, like a super bowl. Think, okay, I'm gonna move towards wherever the rest of the group is <laughs> okay. supposed to be going. Arwell? Same thing, moving that okay, way. Okay, just bust an ass. Yeah. Adelaide? Yeah. I am going to call upon my patron to help and use that power to cast Fiendish Vigor, which is False Life on myself. So I have seven temporary HP now, Are and there? then I'm running. <laughs> okay, and Patches. I'm fucking, I'm hauling so much ass. <laughs> Patches is like ahead of everyone. You guys are all like checking on each other and like. I want to use like the bonus, whatever, to go like my 50 instead of my 25. Adelaide took a little bit of time to cast something to protect herself, and Guy healed Adelaide just a little bit. And then Guy's back up. What's in front of me? Just more lava? Yeah, and as you guys are running, like even in this short amount of time, you guys have, it's been like maybe 10 seconds, and uh, you look over to Adelaide after seeing all of that, after her helping you and getting you into this place, you take some time to heal her, and as you guys are running, you're just realizing how hard it is to breathe in this place. As everyone is running toward this city, you all are going to take seven fire damage, except Callista, you're gonna take three. Mother of God. I'm unconscious. Oh no, I have 10 big feet. I, so. I just <laughs> forgot. Oh, you know. And as, as you guys are all moving toward the city, you do notice that the closer you get, at the bottom of this, it seems like there are some docks or something strange. Like, even though all this fire is pouring out, you can see what looks like boats moving toward the city. And as these 
dock gates begin to open, you can see a few move out, and you see this enormous humanoid form step into the lava itself, and it begins moving toward all of you. Guy, you're up. Woo! I got one <laughs> HP. Nice. Um, Since we're next to each other. Take the fucking potion. potion. I will do that. I guzzled a potion. Hey. Yay. I have nine health. Because <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Catching on fire and, and healing it, and uh, but like as you got, yeah, as you are running, your packs are literally starting to catch on fire. That's how hot it is where you all are right now. I'm gonna dash. I thought Dungeons cool, and Dragons was supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still running. Okay, so I just want to be yelling out at like the ships we see and whatever big thing that is. Help. Okay. <laughs> my friends are burning. Also, sure. my clothes, which I'm really upset about. <laughs> I'm gonna give some bardic inspiration to Adelaide. Bless you. <laughs> I'm um, gonna do that by displaying the fact that the heat isn't really affecting me, but only my stuff. So I'm running, <laughs> but I'm like dancing. <laughs> because uh, I'm really still sort of You guys aren't sure if you have like if you're having a heat stroke or not, but Callista seems to be dancing up near the front of the crew, and she's screaming out to whatever these things are that are further up. Roll up performance for me. Yeah. Eleven. Wow. Your voice just. Over the bubbling and the hissing and the heat, you'd think that your voice just isn't able to get yeah. super far out. Like, the heat does make noise. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's drowning out other things, and it's just like this loud, strange humming that's just kind of pressing in on your ears. And that lightning is just constantly just like in the distance, where like all this heat is rising so quickly up like into the sky. Dance spinning my sword so maybe it catches the light a little bit or something. <laughs> okay. Just please notice us, dear God. Uh, Adelaide, or Arwell. Um, because I'm just still running. Are we'll just hoofing it? Adelaide? Yeah. Alright, so I'm running. So. I'm running and burning and smoking, like <laughs> huh, 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 and I pull out a bottle and I, as I'm running, I pull the cork out with my teeth and jug it okay. and like toss the glass to the side and keep so running. So you throw this glass down and as you do, it like hits the ground and it shatters and then all the pieces, you can see where that glass is formed, the pieces start to bend Ooh. as they're like touching the ground. It's so hot. Plus nine. Oh, you got nine health back? <laughs> I'm at 16 health. Whew, feeling great, guys. Let's go. Patches, you're up. I am going to, as I'm running, so I'm running, um, and I'm going to put on my medallion that uh-huh. I got from Gridrum Brighthammer because it emanates light and hope that someone sees it. Okay. And I'm like running and waving my arms in the <laughs> air like while running. It. As this chain goes around your neck, you just want to help your friends, man. Like, you really feel for them, and you're feeling for the world as a whole and the greater good of all things, and it's just like hitting you right right in your truth core. Does he and start to feel bad for that guy's leg he broke? <laughs> no, I don't feel bad. Doesn't he shake that shit off? <laughs> <laughs> he actually, like, chuckles about it a little. <laughs> um, but then this light does emanate out from this thing. It casts the light cantrip. And you guys just see this beam of light just like shine and you guys patch his arms and just like waving wildly. I'm also like blank, blank, blank. Yeah, blank, blank. So you're running up and as you guys are running, you realize that not only are flames starting to lick at your packs, but your shoes are starting to melt to the surface. Like with each step you guys are taking, it's leaving it's leaving a little bit behind as you guys are running up. 
Everyone is gonna take six fire damage. Callista is gonna take three. You guys have effectively closed one sixth of the way. The, those doors have like kind of opened completely at this point. You can see these little ships. They're all coming in. They're actually going the same way you all are. That enormous form is still just kind of standing there and it seems to be looking out over this sea of magma. It doesn't seem like your light has caught its eye just yet. It seems to just be surveying everything still. God damn it. Uh, guys up. I'm going to tell the buffalo to start screaming. Patches is waving his arms and this light's coming from him and Callista's dancing and Buffalo's bleeding out this strange little pygmy buffalo sound. We are so fucked. <laughs> And I'm running full speed with him. I'm squeezing him a little bit, make him scream a little louder. <laughs> okay, Callista? I'm gonna have to cast some healing on myself so I don't die before we get there. Um, I really don't want to burn a spell slot, but I can't use any if I'm dead, I'm so. About, I'm about to burn my last one. Gonna, <laughs> burn, I get it, because <laughs> you guys are on fire. As I'm running, I'm gonna cast Cure Wounds on myself. Are you mad at us? <laughs> what do we do? Oh, this is for the scheduling complex, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just killing you guys and we're done playing forever. <laughs> I'm gonna live, goddammit. I'm casting, because I only have one second level spell slot left, and I'm doing yesterday. false life with it. Um, so, that is a 1d4 plus 9. Okay. Adelaide. Um, and I'm oh. continuing forward. Just busting ass yeah. still? Okay, Adelaide. I'm gonna channel my inner buffalo and also scream. <laughs> As I'm running, trying to get the attention of everybody. Just going ham and running fast. Okay, patches? So I'm still running. I'm gonna take the potion. Um, so that's seven. Slow down to a jog, patches, and I'll hand you this potion. And just I'm still, I'm still just like fucking waving my arms and okay. trying to like make the light noticeable. As you guys are doing this, you're screaming, Buffalo's bleeding out. Mm. Uh, Callista's dancing, and and uh -huh. she, she, you have your short sword brandished, and you're trying to yeah. reflect this light. I have the short sword, and I have the two curved swords that were like my dancing swords. Oh yeah, so those are sort of. They, I oh, have okay. This whole you have your curved swords out. You're doing like Callista's doing like a whole bit. It's like a sword <laughs> dance as yeah. I run, sword and they're just spinning thing. all around yeah. me. Um, and you're like dipping it into the fire and like. Like bringing it up over you to try and like catch some attention. Patches has this light he's using SOS on, and this form finally turns toward all of you. This lightning strikes behind him, and you can just like see this enormous form and all these tiny little ships coming in. And like as this lightning strikes, you get just like a glimpse of what this thing looks like, and it looks very humanoid. And it starts to move toward all of you, and you notice that its feet are in this lava. Like, it's actually standing in it. It takes one step toward you all, and then it just, like, breaks into a sprint, coming toward all of you. You, everyone is going to take nine fire damage. Callista's gonna take four. I'm dead. You're I'm unconscious? Dead. Okay. You, guy, guy, uh, guy passes out. Um, guy, I need you to roll a d20 and just give me the number. 14. Okay, so you land on your face, so Buffalo doesn't. My face. Buffalo's like on top of your body, but as it touches, anyone who is near Guy can hear that sizzle as his oh, skin like Somebody touches this ground. Yeah. Oh, um, I look like Mason Verger from Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want Corey darling? Callista is up. Okay. Rachel is thinking, when will we learn to stop touching shit? It never works out well. Some people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just going to keep running towards the giant thing. I don't know what else sure. to do. Yeah. It's not very yeah. creative, but it's what I've got. No, it does. Arwell? Okay, I'm gonna 
lift his face off the... So you pass off the griddle. (laughs) (laughs) Off the George Foreman. So you do you pick his face up, and as you go, you notice that there actually is some resistance. And then you pull his body and you just feel that skin just like yeah, his skin is just kind of stuck to it. No one sprayed any Pam like before he hit this, so it's just kinda like rip some of the skin away from his face. Um, Shit. He's looking pretty bad. Can I do that and then pull out one of my water vials that I had? From when we were in the mm-hmm. cave, I remember and it. Pour it on his face a little bit. Yeah, so that helps. So you you pour you pour you uh, <laughs> you you open this and you pour it on his face and it does like his skin yeah. is still yeah. like burning. It does put that out. Also, for what it's worth, uh, <laughs> it was the bottle of water from the oh. dungeon you all were in, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can breathe underwater for two hours and your face isn't on fire anymore. <laughs> I love this damn thing. <laughs> And you're unconscious. <laughs> and I'm gonna just uh, just try my hardest to like to pull him. Okay. Wipe the Death sagging off skin off his face. Oh. It's not a lot. It's not like a whole side of his face or anything. It's just like some meat off of your cheek, but still pretty gross and hurt. And be glad you're unconscious. You know, be very very painful experience if you weren't. Adelaide. I'm gonna pull out the last two health potions. There's we had two. Two more. I took one. You took one. Oh, you took one. One left. Fuck. We are going to die. Oh, <laughs> you've helped me a lot, and I feel very dear to you. And I know you guys have got my back because you've gotten my back before when I was unconscious. So I'm going to pour the last health potion down his throat. Okay, how much does he get healed for? Two d four plus two. Six. Six total. Okay, so Ow, you come fuck. back and your face is in incredible pain. You've been burned before, I'm sure. It's just this horrible retching pain in your face that makes it hard to talk or move. It's all you can focus on as this is happening. This form is, I mean, moving quickly toward you guys. And as it gets closer, you guys are able to get a better view of it. And this thing being as big as it is, it's able to close a distance a little quicker than you all are. It's already about halfway to all of you. And you all would notice that it is a giant uh, that is making its way toward all of you. But And it's just kind of busting it. And it says something out loud to all of you. And you're lucky that you brought Guy back up because he's the only one who can understand him. It screams out to you, and it's just this weird, guttural language that you all don't really understand. It's very ancient, but you speak giant. He says, stand on your packs, as he's running toward all of you. I immediately take my instrument out of my pack and stand on my pack. Okay. I take my (laughs) buffalo out of my pack and stand on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding the buffalo. Give buffalo the fire resistance potion and then stand on him. And I I say in giant with my face still hurting, I hope to God you have a healer. Be on me. <laughs> Be on my face. <laughs> Patches, you were up. I'm. That's I have well. a backpack that I'm going to take off, <laughs> put my medallion back in it, and stand on it. The, did everyone get on their pack? Everyone. Uh, you guys realize that even this little bit, it seems like a lot of the heat is coming from under you. You're just a little bit above it, and it's it's. The heat is still incredible. It's a part of everything. There's no escaping it, basically. But you guys are able to get a little relief just because your feet aren't literally right on top of lava for a moment. But your packs immediately light as they touch this. Uh, we will talk about what you guys well, lose. I got my instrument out. Yeah, we'll talk about what you guys lose uh, in a bit. Everyone is going to take six fire damage. Uh, that is reduced from what it would have been because you guys are all on your packs. I'm out. I'm out. How much do I take as fire resistance? Three. Three. I'm out. 
Okay, so three of you go down. Who's still up? I, I have am. one HP. Me too. Our hole and patches have one HP each. You guys, you guys are, you guys are, you guys are faltering. Uh, your vision is blurring. You're up on your packs, waving your arms. This figure is moving toward both of you, and he he does manage to get to you. He scoops both of you up quickly. And he's just like holding you up above this fire. Does he grab my pack, or do I? So you guys grab your packs, and then he runs to the other three, and he's scooping you all up as well. Your limp, kind of unconscious bodies. Uh, I need all of you to roll uh, a d twenty for me, and just give me the number. Uh, sorry, no, uh, Adelaide, Callista, and Guy. Who Guy passes out. You once again, you got seven. You fall onto your back this time. Oh no, no, this works. You fall onto your back this time. Buffalo is standing on top of you, like you were standing on top of your pack, and you can just see pygmy buffalo like bleeding out, like. As, as he's standing on top of Guy's smoldering body, your clothes just kind of light. All those, you wear leather armor and skins, or uh, pelts, right? Sure. Yeah, they're all just kind of like lighting on fire, and you guys can all smell that. Uh, what did you two roll? Nine. Callista got nine, you got 13. Callista, you uh, you fall onto your back, and all of you see Callista's clothes begin to burn away. So this does burn your skin. Like, direct contact with this is still incredible. And Adelaide? 13. 13. You fall on your face. So Adelaide, you fall forward, and as you do, your hands just kind of hit this, and your arms are sticking to it where they are bare. Your amethyst finger, as it hits, is just kind of sparking, like where this immense heat is touching this uh, strange magical focus that you have. But this giant does get to everyone and scoops all of you up, kind of like peels uh, <laughs> Callista and Adelaide off of the ground, picks up Guy and Buffalo, gets what he can of your packs, and then starts making his way back toward the city. You're all in his grasp. Like, he has these enormous hands. This giant has an axe on his back. It's a double-sided axe that is as big as a building any of you could live in. It's on fire, constantly, like, sparking, and these flames are coming from it. His beard is made of flames, and it's just kind of constantly licking and pushing out. He, it's, it's kind of strange because his hair is made out of fire, too, but he's, like, balding, if you will. So there's, like, cracks like magma where that <laughs> hair, like, maybe should be. He has, the, he has this, l like, strange patchwork metal plating all over his body. And uh, on top of that axe on his back as well, this piecemeal patchwork metal shield that he has. He takes that shield off and he puts it over you all as he's holding you close to his chest. And his body is hot radiating with heat, but it's nothing compared to the heat that was outside. And with that shade over all of you, you are able to um, not die. <laughs> you two need to make a constitution saving throw for me really quickly. Oh, that's my best. Really? No, not even a little bit. Okay. <laughs> oh no. 18. Nice. Four. Ugh. So patches, you you were just I don't know if it's the anger that you that gets inside of your tiny little Grinch heart when you have to put on that amulet, but something just keeps you something just keeps you going. You're like you're fighting for it. Arwell, you are going to take one point of exhaustion until a long rest. You are going to have disadvantage on any ability check. So you're just exhausted. You three automatically get the exhaustion. So it disadvantage on any ability. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just the checks, just checks. Mm -hmm. Guy, Adelaide, and Callista, you all have a point of exhaustion. And as you guys are walking up, you guys see these docks. And these docks have all these funny little boats. They have some big boats. But there are, as you come into the city, people fucking everywhere. All kinds of people. Everybody's fucking? Oh, yeah, they're Hell fucking. Yeah. All, it's, it's a giant orgy. No, but, That's why it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, all the body heat. Um, so you guys get into this place. There are these ports, and as you are walking into them, this giant is speaking to you, but neither of you can understand him, correct? Right. 
You don't right. speak giant. Yeah, you guys have no idea what he's saying. It's the same tongue, and he seems to be getting a little irritated that you guys aren't answering back. Like you can tell he's pausing, and he's his inflection is like asking questions, but you guys don't understand a word yeah, he's saying. Uh, Parlez-vous infernal? <laughs> <laughs> He's he, he's just like grunts, <clears throat> like as you say this. But you're walking in and he lowers the shield. And as he lowers the shield, you realize if there was a barrier, like you could draw an invisible barrier around this city, it's the change in temperature is dramatic as soon as you come across it, if not magical. And you guys are able to <gasps> pull in a breath of air. Uh, it's yeah. still hot. It's still uncomfortable, like a too hot summer day above 100. But you're you're able to live inside of this place. Your clothes aren't on fire and yeah. melting. Um, but I need everybody to pick two items from your pack that are gone forever. Are we pick? Yeah, I'll let you guys pick. Like, can it be like a pen items? and a bottle of ink? Yes. Like I've got five candles, so I can lose just two. Of the oh candles. come on. <laughs> You guys get into this city, and there are monumental buildings lining all of these streets. It seems like the whole city, from this vantage point of being in this giant's grasp, is sectioned off. You can see that there are literal walls built around certain parts of the city, and in each of those walls, you can tell that all of the buildings within them are very different. And this is, this is all within this brass bowl, and being this high above the ground, this brass bowl probably goes 40 miles in, like in each direction. It's just enormous. The temperature here is still incredible, but it's not dangerous. The streets bustle with all kinds of different species and races. You see humanoid creatures that look like they're made out of fire. You see these weird lizard-like people walking all together in these groups. They're actually the ones that were sailing on these little boats that you saw coming in. And they seem to be made out of lava themselves. Their bodies glow, as do their weapons. You see a lot of really foreign, bizarre, strange creatures. You see some that look like they're made of in skeletons, like pieced together. These huge creatures just kind of slinking through the streets. Merchants are calling out to all of them. And it's just kind of like a really strange sight to behold. Tiny red lights can be seen floating all around the city, much like the heart in Harlaglaw's lair. Brass plates seem to be present anywhere that those lights are, and occasionally they flash brilliantly as creatures appear in and out of these plates. And it seems like they're just going through it, almost just like a subway. Like, they're, it's just like constantly these strange creatures, species, and even some humanoid races from the material plane are mixed in with all of this, just coming in and out from these brass plates and these small little points of light that you guys can see. Um, are we on the ground all of us now? No, you're still on the grasp of this giant. Um, okay. Brightly lit and heavily armored guards are sitting around each of these, uh, what you guys can assume are teleportation points or link points to get in and out of this place. They all look like their skin is made of fire. And though there are a lot of citizens that, or I should say, I guess denizens, that have fire-like skin that's like glowing red hot, the light of the guards just seems a little different. The, though the guards look similar to all the other species, but the guards themselves, their, li their light is a brilliant white, and it's it's very distinguished and noticeable. And you can see that white light going through the city, but there is this dim red light that shades everything. Everything just has this red shade on it from all of the heat and magma that's coming from outside. But within all of that strange red, you can see these white lights just kind of moving their way through the city that seem to follow these guards. The giant is walking you through the city. He hasn't set you down yet. He has you in his hands, and he's, he's still talking, just like gutturally just saying something that you too, I should say, can't understand at all. 
But as he's walking you through the city, you can just see all of these really strange sights. All these merchants are calling out even to the giant. They're speaking that same weird language that he is, a lot of them. And they have like these really strange things for sale. You can smell strange foods. You can see strange weapons, all these magic items out. The thing that seems to be common here is that it doesn't look like anybody is interacting past the sails. And there are a lot of creatures that have these shackles around their wrists. Like two thirds of the creatures you see here have these shackles around their wrists. And from here, it looks like they have some kind of writing on them, but you can't see them. And these shackles are big. They're not like police handcuffs. They cover one third of their wrist and they look heavy. And they're made of some kind of metal, but you guys see all kinds of these people who are just wearing these strange shackles around their wrists. They're not chained or anything, they're just like wearing them around their wrists. And as uh, this giant is walking through the city and, and talking to you, you're just kind of able to take some of this in. Yeah, I'm gonna move over in his hands and check on Adelaide and see if I can like shake her like last time or maybe even just like lightly slap her. <laughs> not as hard as I did last time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're shaking her and she just seems to be completely unconscious. Her body is just limp. Yeah, I wanna, so I wanna, I wanna wake See if I can get Guy to wake up so we can talk to this giant. So I'm just gonna slap him in the face. Okay. Um, Is that really where you want to hit me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The other side of the the space. Uh, All right. The side that isn't burned. Guy, you do regain. You regain two hit points, but you're going to take an additional two points of exhaustion from being slapped awake. So you get slapped awake. Your speed is going to be halved. And you're gonna get disadvantage on ability checks, and you're also gonna get you're gonna get disadvantage on everything, basically. Everything you do, you're gonna have disadvantage on and your speed is half. But you were awake with two hit points. And you wake to this giant talking, and someone is screaming out to this giant. And it, just hearing the merchant below you as you're waking up and Patches is sitting over you, you're not really sure where you are exactly what the fuck is happening, so. And I look up and I'm like, I don't wanna go to school today, mama. I wanna stay home with you. Okay. And then I start hearing giant. What's the giant saying? He, he's actually not talking right now. He, he stopped talking some time ago after you, you guys weren't responding to him. And I say to him in giant speak, I'm like, Assad, dude. Uh, and he, his, you just like, you can hear his massive hand rising, just like, when he puts two fingers over his eyes and goes, Assad. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's talking and, and he does say, he says, uh, he says, Finally, one of you can speak. Uh, the first group of adventurers I've met who don't speak giant, uh, I'm taking you to the Charcoal Palace. I'm gonna let the Sultan's Vizier deal with you all. We have someone who can tend to your wounds. It's important that you know nothing in this city is free. He's taking us to a Charcoal Palace? That doesn't sound very fun given where we just were. And then I say to the giant, are we gonna die there? Death is an easy penalty to come by in this city, especially not being of the Efreet. But mind your manners, don't look the Sultan or his vizier in the eyes, listen to what they have to say, and pay the toll for your care, and you should be fine. Say no more, fam. You are, by the way, just, I mean, points of exhaustion are, it's, it's the equivalent of missing a full 24 hours of sleep. Oh, wow. So you feel like you haven't slept in four days. You're just like dizzy, and you're, it's hard to think, and it's kind of hard to piece together what's going on around you. You were just like really tired. Um, But as you guys are walking up toward this place, you do see there is like 
around this palace and, and it sticks up. As soon as he says charcoal palace, you know immediately where you're headed. There's a giant black spire in the middle of this city. And it's pointed just like all of the buildings. All the spires and towers here are sharp and angular, made out of granite and charcoal and cracked obsidian. But as you guys are walking toward it, he bows to enter into it and you see all of this white light lining all the way up to this charcoal palace. And you would notice as you get up here that these are guards lined all the way up to this place, just like the guards that you all saw in the city. And there is a ring of fire burning around this palace. Um, like a moat or something? I always yes. felt like that song should be on a Preparation H commercial. <laughs> so he walks you up into this, and there are many ornate things. This palace is huge by the way, and you see many courts of people. A lot of these strange creatures with this red skin, their skin is red and bright. It's not on fire, but their skin is just like red, and this light is just emanating off of all of them. Some of them are horned. Some of them have hair that doesn't seem to burn. They all wear these strange outlandish outfits. Imagine Arabian Nights, but all their clothes are glowing and they're bejeweled. They're jewels in all of their clothing. Their weapons are all alight and many weapons seem to be brandished at all times. But as you all are walking in here, you just notice all of these different people and uh, the giant is walking through and they're all kind of ignoring him. Like they don't seem to be doing some. Some even turn their heads away as he walks through this place, holding all of you in his hands. The only thing that seems to keep these creatures' attention is the fact that you all are in his hands. And as you were walking through this palace, it seems like it takes a very long time, and you're seeing all of these just strange things. The light that was bathing the outside doesn't exist here. It's just like a brilliant fire is constantly burning in all of these huge chained metal chandeliers from the ceiling, and they light this entire place. The giant walks you up to a door, and he sets you down in front of it. Ten of these white glowing guards come over to all of you. They look just like the other people that you saw walking around in this place, except there's that white light coming off of them. They lean down to all of you, and they pick up the three. They pick up Guy, Adelaide. Or, I'm sorry, you're not unconscious anymore. Yeah. They pick up Adelaide and Callista in their arms, and the doors swing open in front of you. I just want to say to the giant before he rolls out, before you go, I want the name of the dude that saved us from... Fiery death. And you hear, a, you hear a voice call out from the room that just opened. It's a man's voice. He says, Kravig is a servant here like so many other people. He does as he is told. And as he's walking away, you guys notice that it may have been strange where you were sitting, but he also has some of those bracers around his wrist, Kravig, and he doesn't do it. He just stands there as this man is berating him just a little bit. Kravig is a servant like so many others in this palace. And as you all may find yourselves, if you can't pay the price for your transport and for the care we will give to your friends here, he needs no thanks. He is, he's paying off a debt he owes. He's happy to do it. Isn't that right, Kravik? And uh, the giant nods his head and you can just see those fires burning on him. And a man steps out. He doesn't extend his hand. He keeps him at his side. His posture is very... Uh, straight. He, he looks like a man who is to be respected. Says, My name is Najila. And Najila is a slender Efridi. 
His clothing reflects his fire-kissed skin. Uh, All of his clothes are bright reds and golds. Enormous jeweled shoulder pads sit on each shoulder and are connected by a chain on the front. He has pointed shoes, like Genie and Aladdin. He has little pointed shoes. And those shoes sit beneath big, puffy pants. And a strange cloth drags behind him that is the color of smoke and actually seems to be wisping just a little bit. It's connected at his waist, though, not like a cape on his shoulders. And it just drags behind him as he walks. Instead of hair, curved, decorated horns are all over his head, and they, they, see, they go back, and they all come into almost a singular point, and they set between two pointed ears. Najila waves the guards in and stands in front of all of you, a very serious look on his face. First time in the plane of fire. Totes. He's speaking common. Yeah, he's speaking common, so you guys can understand him. Many adventures get in too deep and come in here without knowing what they're in for. Luckily, we've made preparations for such things. Um, And as you guys turn, you do notice that these two Efreeti step out from in this room that he's in. And this room is, it's, it's giant and it's circular. He has all of these bookshelves, all of these scrolls. And it seems like there is a staff of people waiting on him at all times. Every single person in this room is an Efridi as well. They all stand with these shackles around their wrists. As you're looking at these shackles, you notice that everyone who is wearing these shackles, they actually say Najila on them. All of the shackles have this Efridi's name stamped on them. And two of these people step out and they come over. They are going to restore seven health to Callista and 12 to Adelaide. Woo! Um, I want to whisper to the rest of the group, is this the fucking guy we're not supposed to look in the eye? Probably. <clears throat> what? <laughs> um, I like to roll, see if I've read anything about Afridi. Um, it'd be Arcana. Arcana? Mm-hmm. Okay. So hot here, I feel like I could drink a white wine spritzer. Ooh, um... Like Ned Flanders. 14. With the 14, you would know that Afridi are from the elemental plane of fire. They all live all, all over it, they live in the material plane, they're kind of all over the place, but this is their homeland. This is where they are born. Um, they are haughty and they are cruel. This is known. And they, they're they spiteful slavers. They will slave people just for looking at them wrong. And they have the power to do so. They are very powerful creatures and you all seem to be surrounded by them. I let Patches know immediately to keep his mouth shut and that they will Heard. enslave us <laughs> very quickly. Nobody's fucking enslaving me. <laughs> Can't tame this. We are at a major disadvantage here. Let's not look him in the eye and just agree with I'm not going to look him in the eye and I'm going to okay. keep my mouth shut. I'm just going to steal some of their shit. Uh, Najila is looking out at all of you. Um, I'm assuming that after saying that, you guys are all kind of keeping your eyes low. You're not meeting yeah. his gaze. But you can feel him looking over all of you and he is taking his time. He is not speaking out. He is not in a rush to tell you what's about to happen. It's like, it's a very uncomfortable length of time as he's just like looking out over all of you. And you can, can feel I? the smugness kind of coming off of him. Can I see if I can get like glimpses of him on like my metal glove? Yeah, yeah, sure. Perception. 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, with an 18, you can see it just a little bit. I mean, it's kind of warped on that glove and it's hard to tell exactly what's going on, but you can see that his mouth is just kind of in yeah. a frown and he's just like fun. snarling a little bit. Just like, he, he seems kind of disgusted as he's looking out mm-hmm. at all of you. I, 
Well, you don't know what I see. He's just looking out at all of you, and um, as you're looking at him, he, he, he kind of wipes his face, and this neutral look kind of sets into it. And where is Adeline close to? They're in the room being tended to right now. Okay. All of your packs are sitting behind you, where the giant just dropped all of you, and the guards are quick to go over and retrieve those. They're, they're going through them, just uh, whatever they're doing, making sure that you guys don't have certain things or whatever, but uh, they're searching them the whole time that he's kind of looking over all of you. None of you speak out, which probably is a good idea and for the better, but finally Najila speaks up and says, mm, your friends are well taken care of now. Um, and as I said, nothing in this city is free. We'll have to come up with a way to receive payment from you all though payment in this city is flexible. We have all the money we could ever need. We're the most important trading city in, well, any of the realms. So we'll have to think of something. Though I think I may already have a way. What, what business brings you into the city of Brass? We were just uh, hanging out in this place and then uh, magically ended up here, almost died outside the city. You're lucky that whatever gate or portal you came out of was so powerful and it brought you so close to the city. I'm afraid you all would be dead if you were any further out. It must have been quite something that you found to get into the city so close without us knowing. How did you come into the city? We fell into a well and there was a shining object that we reached out for instinctively. And he just, he gets a little, you can tell in his voice, he's just a little annoyed. He's like, I mean, where? We're exploring behind a waterfall. On the material plane? Correct. Hmm. We'll have to look into that. He, uh, he, he does walk in and the guards, as soon as he turns, the guards move away from him. And he, oh, from behind his back, just kind of waves all of you into his chamber. He walks into it and there is an ornate chair just like sitting in this place. He sits down on it and just says, I suppose introductions are in order. I'm Najila, the Sultan's vizier. Oh, so you're not the Sultan. Did you say that? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean that as a compliment, like I thought you were the fucking Sultan, you know? Okay. Hello, Najila. You truly are walking into the city of Brass Blind. If the Sultan heard you say such things, you'd be enslaved for the rest of your lives. It's best to think about what you say before you say it here, especially in front of the Efridi. Rules are different here, and it's gonna take some time getting used to them. He slides a piece of parchment across the desk, and it seems to be laws for the land that you were in. It's, it's, it's basic things, you know, don't murder people, don't steal, respect the authorities that be, but below that, it also says things like, don't meet anyone's gaze. Really strange things like this. Uh, not meeting anyone's gaze, minding your own business, respecting authority, moving out of the way for Efridi. It's like Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> he passes you this note and says, You'll do well to memorize these and to live by them as long as you are here. I definitely want to come up this to memory. I do have something uh, you all can help us with. Basham Gorda, our sultan. And every time he says Basham Gorda, everyone in this room bows. I pick uh, up on that, I'll do it. I do not. Everyone in this room, like, they bow and they, they're showing their respects and you can see them as they come up, like, looking around. Yeah, I'm, I make it a 
big ballot you can see. Okay, yeah, yeah, you like flourish it. Yeah, okay, um, so Arwolf flourishes, and as you do, you can see Najila like cock his head, and he looks in your direction. You can feel his gaze kind of come over you, and he says, "You'll do well to keep that attitude." You can tell that you're like the advocate for Thinkus Perks, and you're like, "All right, I got this. Let me just <laughs> adhere to your customs." Here we go. Basharam Gorda is restless. He is relentless, and he is easily bored. One of few things he takes pleasure in are the nightmare races we have here. Unfortunately, he like Alan's so about it right now. He's like dancing. Well, I wanted to be like dream nightmares because that's where I'm gonna. No, like the fucking horses, the flaming horses. Fuck yeah! Oh, Unfortunately, when one of his horse, one one of the nightmares doesn't finish a race or doesn't perform as he sees fit, it's quickly disposed of. We are running low on them, and you all, uh, if you got into this realm by accident, I think it's safe to assume you're adventurers. Yes? Yes, yes, yes. So surely this will be an easy task for you all. You can go out, tame a nightmare, bring it back to us. Absolutely. Totes. Um, so what's a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he, he once more just looks out at all of you. Once again, he's just holding that silence. And at this point, you know he's doing it on purpose. He's just kind of like showing you his position. And he's just like not quick to answer your questions well, you at so all. Petty. Um, but he's, he's, when he says, <laughs> I'll let it slide once, but you will address me appropriately the next time you speak out in my office. Nightmares are pegasi fallen from grace, consumed completely by fire, made of magma, brimstone, and smelling as such. Their attitudes are like the attitudes of the Ifrit, of things made by flame. They're proud beasts. They're passionate beasts. They like their freedom. They're not easily tamed. Okay, also, how should we refer to you? The Sultan's Vizier. We have to say that every time we speak to you. Are you saying this? <laughs> yeah, because I'm just trying to clarify it. I'm just wanting to know how to. <laughs> yeah, and he, just, he, he holds that silence, and you hear you hear weapons. Like, in people's, in the guard's sheaths, you hear weapons move, and he holds his hand up. puts it. You can hear their weapons kind of resheathe, and he sits there and looks over all of you and says, every time. Fair enough, the Sultan's Vizier. And uh, with that, he does stand up from his desk and uh, he snaps his fingers. And as he snaps those fingers, these sparks just kind of fly from them. And this flame just, like as he snaps it, it just seems to be part of who they are. But he snaps and really quickly, a servant runs over to him. And they, it, he has this, this little satchel and you can hear something clinking around the inside of it. And he reaches into it and he sets a vial on his desk. I imagine you all will need these to go outside of the city walls. Potions of fire resistance. Easy to come by here. We will, Sultan's Vizier, thank you. Know this, this is a resource. This also does not come for free. However, if you can tame a nightmare and bring it back to us, we'll consider all debts paid. If you come back without a nightmare, you all will have to find some other way, likely servitude, to pay off the care we have given to your friends the transportation that we gave you to get here, and these potions. And he slides the bag over to all of you. 
Calista picks her head up from the back and says, I don't need one. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know you for that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, any clues as to where we can find a nightmare? The Sultan's Vizier. <laughs> Just north of the palace, you'll find the Cinder Sweeps. A gate will lead out into the world from there. I don't think you'll have trouble finding a nightmare out there. I've heard of the equine beasts on the material plane. Small, weak things, easily tamed. Nightmares are of a different breed. They can be fairly large in the wild. I have no doubt you'll be able to find one fairly quickly. Okay, so we'll head north. The Sultan's Vizier. <laughs> the Sultan's Vizier, I'm brave animal handler, and we should be able to take this beast no problem. Just look at this beast I wrangled, and I pulled a little tiny buffalo out. <laughs> and as you pull buffalo out, you actually do notice buffalo seems to be really uncomfortable, like sick. Almost. Just like not as active and alert as Buffalo normally is, little pygmy Buffalo. And as this happens, uh, you notice Buffalo's legs just kind of like, like all come out in their normal length, but Buffalo's body is still a little pygmy body and he's just got these big Buffalo legs. And then his body just kind of, you hear this, like it's like these weird leathery stretchy noises, just like, and Buffalo just returns to normal Buffalo size. Yeah. (laughs) And I just stand there looking at him like with a big smile on my face. (laughs) <laughs> and Buffalo just like with his big gross cow tongue just like licks your whole face. Have you ever seen a cow tongue? They're like really yeah. long and well, a big. Tongue. Yeah, they're super weird. Right, they're really weird. And that whole thing just like Mleh. I'm not looking the the Sultan's vizier right in the eye, so I'm just kind of looking over him like <laughs> <laughs> just smiling and yeah. petting Buffalo and getting licked. I have prepared something for you. Uh, well, not you specifically, but whoever this task was given to, and he gives you uh, a bit and bridle. You hold it in both hands. It's big, and this, if nothing else, should tell you how big these nightmares can get. You have to hold this, like, in both hands, and he gives this to you. If you can manage to get this into the beast's mouth, it should help you with your taming. Uh, Calm the beast down, if not tame it itself. This also comes at a price, which... We will consider cleared if you can bring back a nightmare that is worth all of the things we've given you. Then I imagine our business here is done. What 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 kind of payment would you like, the Sultan's Vizier? Well, if you have no gold, servitude always works. Anything other than servitude, the Sultan's Vizier? And he tur- he turns to he turns to all of his servants, and as soon as he turns, you can see all of their heads just start to bow as his gaze goes across them, almost like the wave at a baseball game. Can you all think of any other way to pay for these things? And they all just remain right. quiet with their heads okay. down. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I would like to ask, um, Sultan's Vizier, is this on a time frame? You have 24 hours. Can uh, we take a long rest yeah, can first? We, can we please heal Sultan's Vizier? We have been through a lot. We can't. There are many inns in our city. We can find somewhere to stay. This yeah. place kind of sucks. Uh, Sultan's Vizier, nice to meet you. <laughs> He doesn't say anything. Um, cool. Can I roll uh, nature or knowledge uh, to know if I know where Pegasuses are from or where nightmares are from? Yeah. Nature. Nature? 
16. You would know that Pegasus are considered noble mounts and that it lore has it lore states that only the best among any races will ever get a chance to see them and only the best of the best will get to ride them. And when they say best, they don't mean skilled, they mean true of heart and loyal. Like only the best, most innocent, pure person would ever get to ride the mount. They are highly prized as swift, reliable, loyal steeds. And they trace their or- their origins back to the Olympian glades of Arborea, when their wings are ripped from them, and dark magic is used to do so. It corrupts their nature, and they become nightmares. Man, I ate all these tre- all these trees, and now I have Ar- Arborea. <laughs> So oh my god. Arborea. Excuse me, shitting tree branch. Oh, oh, it like grows though. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna roll some nature on that shit. Oh, I don't. No. What is it? It's a two, which is, I still add some stuff to that. You have nightmares sometimes if you eat pizza before bed. I hear that. Yeah, he's exhausted. You're tired as I'm fuck. Sleepy. Tommy won't win me. The Sultan's Vizier, can we take a can we rest before our 24-hour time frame starts? It is n- not of my concern when you decide to rest as long as you have a nightmare back in the gates within 24 hours. Heard. Sultan's Vizier. <laughs> Heard, I get it. Um, then Sultan's Vizier, we will take our leave. Thank you very much. Then our business is done. Okay, I'm like, just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just in his chamber. Where's the, the Sultan's Vizier, where's uh, the closest inn? Let's find that out from the merchants. Thank you, Sultan's Vizier. Yeah, let's ask them. He waves out and the guards part once more to let you guys leave this place. Are you guys just looking to leave the whole palace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking so. for the Plane of Fire's best value in. <laughs> okay, you're looking best for a. Re- you guys walk out and there's a red roof inn sign. <laughs> they had a Motel Six in this piece. <laughs> you guys, you guys do walk out of this palace, and it takes a long time. Like that giant stride was huge, and as you guys are walking through this, it's it's really weird because this palace actually seems like it's all made of one piece of something. And though it's called the Charcoal Palace, it looks like it's made out of maybe obsidian or something. Like, this isn't literally charcoal. I mean, it would just fall apart. Right, right. that's just porous. Right. And, but um, it just seems to be one giant piece of something, and it's almost impossible to tell how this could have ever come to be. But as you guys are walking out, you just start to hear the noise from the streets fill in. And it's just like all of these people, and everyone's head turns to you all when you walk out of the palace, and it hits you as you're walking out of the palace, that there are only two other uh, people in it besides nobility. Slaves and people who are yet to be slaves. And everyone on the streets has, like, kind of turned their attention to you. Not everyone, but, like, many passers-by are looking at you all. (laughs) Yeah, they're all like, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) You're on your way. But one person person does run up and approach you, an Efridi woman. She has hair. Which, yeah, she has hair. Um, and as she walks up to you all, <clears throat> she her, her eyes are like bright embers burning. And you can just see them burning. She has a smile on her face, and she looks kind of curious as she walks up to all of you. 
and she's just like adorned with golds and medals and her armor, what little bit she has, it doesn't seem like it's as much for protection because the way she's wearing it would never protect her. It actually reveals quite a bit of her body and it seems like she's wearing it more for show because the armor is ornate and obviously specially made. And she walks up to all of you and as she does, she just has a little bit of a hiss in her voice. And as she starts to talk, you can see her mouth open and it looks like a furnace is burning in the back of her mouth. Like everything just kind of seems to glow as she's talking. She has two small horns coming out the top of her head and as she walks over, she kind of rubs her hands on Callista's horn. Uh, just like playfully rubs her hand on one of your horns. I don't mind, they're pretty hot. And she just like, she just smiles and looks at all of you. Uh, and she says, new to town, huh? Hey, side note, um, you said she has hair. Was Adelaide's hair at all damaged when she fell on the hot floor? Yeah. Yeah, your hair is real ugly. Are you? Oh, she's. I'm very upset about that. Yeah, your hair is all burnt and ugly and weird. Oh, whoa. That's very saddening. You could, like, shave one side of your head like the millennials do. Get that Skrillex look. Huh. I might actually do that. Mm-hmm. New in town, huh? <sighs> yeah. Soon to be slaves, it would seem. The only reason they take people into the palace, they give you some task that probably outweighs your skill, and they'll put you in shackles like everybody else. You're standing out in front of the palace, past that fire moat. You're standing in the street, and there are merchants set up everywhere. These flashes of heat lightning just constantly striking the spires of the tops of these buildings. Merchants are set up everywhere, all kinds of different ones. Some of the merchants even seem to be devils. They also have slaves around them. You can see slave markets where they're marching people down streets where they have them up on stands and people are bidding for these people. And she points to them as she's talking about you guys getting uh, your own bracers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calista at this point is like not feeling great. Um, pretty pissed off because she was unconscious for the oppression city and will never be able to describe it properly in the epic. That's really making her unhappy. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get Arwell's transcripts and somebody it's be like getting interrogated. Brass was cool. <laughs> like, yeah. probably 34 millimeters. Yeah. It's all practical hand. notes. <laughs> Damn it. Drawings of gears. <laughs> yeah. So, sort of being grumpy in a bad mood. Do you have a point? My point is that it seems like you all could use a little bit of money because it's the only way to buy yourselves out of the slave trade. Hard to come by in the city, too. I'm How told do you know money doesn't like matter are? because everyone yeah. has so much here. Well, maybe the nobility does. They're the ones that are sort of holding our lives in their hands, so they're the ones that matter. Can you imagine how much money the nobility must have to live in the city and to rule it? Yes, I can. So can I. And I think I know a way to get in. And you guys look like healthy adventurers. Yeah, I don't feel so healthy. <laughs> do you know where the closest inn is? And maybe we can talk there. I, I want, uh, so what are you getting at? The armies of the Grand Sultan are bolstered by legions of devils. People say, though he's not supposed to. His palace is warded by spells of a thousand archmages. His treasures are guarded by red dragons, fire elementals, and no one has plundered the Afridi's fabled vaults and lived to tell the tale. But... Maybe that's just a myth, and by we can actually grace, go in there and take their shit. By the grace of a thousand winds, we saw one dragon. We could be the first. I mean, the dragon our ass is blown here by the grace of a fucking thousand winds. The dragon that we saw when we first got here was huge, right? Like enormous. Yeah. Also, first of all, what's Which your name? We, My name is Rahima. So you're suggesting free. that we don't do what the Sultan's vizier 
has tasked us to do. As <laughs> you say it like that. Um, and do <laughs> what you want us to do instead. I would never tell you not to do what the Sultan's Vizier said, but there might be something in it for us. What if you helped us with what the Sultan's Vizier wants us to do, and then we help you take their money? Well, the thing is, tonight is the only night I think I can get in there. What's special about tonight? I've just heard that there's going to be an opening, that uh, the dragon that guards it... Inside. Inside. (laughs) (laughs) Just heard there was a... Okay. Oh, of course. The dragon who guards it has taken a leave for some reason, just recently, and will be back soon. Uh, She is the main point of security, while all of the other things kind of follow her lead. Um, What'd you roll on your insides? I rolled a seven. (laughs) I didn't roll for it. Can I... Well, I have disadvantage. I don't need to roll Oh, I have a disadvantage too, so it'd be lower than that. You guys are tired AF. What time... What time is this heist? What do you what do you call them? Um, Muffins. Three. You are from the material plane. Yeah. Hours from now. I love a heist. That's my shit. I love a heist. However, really getting us into trouble. I don't do that. Patches would be so into this. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking into this, but no, I'm down. I can't. I can't do not. it. <laughs> now, like I need to rest before we can help you. Well, your loss. I want to do it so bad. It sounds fun. The last big thing you do before you're enslaved for the rest of your lives. I need to sleepy. Yeah, but there's no <laughs> sleepy. Like... Let's just use the resources. Take a sweet little nappy. Get the nightmare. Ride that bitch into the heist with this lady. It's <laughs> our <laughs> so nightmare now. And then kill everybody when we befriend all the dragons. Y'all heard? We've been dealing with dragons. I feel like we should do the dragon route. This this dragon. It did leave for something unusual, yeah. didn't it? I'm sleepy uh, AF. But nightmares are cool too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even it seems like maybe you all have other things going on, so well, maybe not, some other time. Not Thanks, Rahimo. For such thing. Rahimo, where is the closest inn? Almost every building that you see is an inn, but uh, where where are you going? What what is? We're going to sleep. Uh, if you all are heading to the Cinder Sweeps, uh, that's uh, that's low class, but makes for cheap inns. I don't know. Uh, the Salamander's Eye would probably be the best inn for you all to stay in if you're looking for somewhere cheap. But, okay. I think we're gonna have to pass on the heist. Because yeah. it seems kind of. But I want to do it so bad. So <laughs> if you want to do it later, let me know and I'll fucking help you. TTYL. Okay, and also maybe we can tame the nightmare and then keep it. Who knows? <laughs> Tame the nightmare and just ride the fuck out of here on this. Yeah. You're like, yo, keep the pet, keep half the pet, fucker. Half of us on the buffalo, half of us on the nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially get more out of the yeah, heist. Yeah, so let's go we'll to go the salamander the or something or another. The salamander's eye. For what it's worth, I was not exaggerating when I said the city is 40 miles in diameter. <laughs> so it's like really far away. And that's the closest um, one? Mm, no, no, but that's, like, we have to go the, north anyway. We, we're going, right, right. we have to go that way, yeah, exactly. Buffalo, How many people but, can ride on the buffalo? Two, maybe. And Arwul. Two and Arwul. Yeah! <laughs> we'll need to have some, maybe some kind of speed, right? Just throwing an idea out there. And like, it would be super fun to ride some steeds together, y'all. No, we're just going to come across a nightmare, he's going to say something to it, and it's going to be our friend the- forever. Exactly! <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah, that's how that works. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yo, bitch, I mean, uh, darling, uh, Rihanna, where can where can I find a trailer hitch for my buffalo? An escalator. <laughs> yeah. I want to find Yeah, you guys are walking, and I mean, surely enough, this is a trade city. Like, yeah. you guys, everything is for sale. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and as you're walking by, I mean, you see many wagons, and not just wagons, but like woodcraft, there are carts, there are like pieces of entire homes, all this really crazy, weird, ornate furniture, there's <laughs> weapons, there's alchemists, there's magic, there are like wand shops. Of home, uh, yeah, I, no, I mean really, like, it, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, we need potions, we need health potions. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, I buy a trailer hitch to haul my brains in. It'll be like 100 gold pieces. How much are potions do? Uh, I think a regular health potion is 50 gold. I have 170 bucks. I, now you have 20 bucks. I buy the trailer hitch and I'm gonna keep it. And don't scratch it, y'all, because I'm gonna sell this fucker before we leave. <laughs> you keep your receipt and you don't yeah. take the tags off. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I want. I want to get two health potions. Same. I buy one. Can I do two health potions as well? Yeah. 100 gold. They're 50 gold a piece. Is there a bookstore of any sort along the way? Oh yeah. I would like to go in and ask the shopkeep um, if there are any books about nightmares. So you guys are in wagons, in a wagon now, right? The buffalo is kind of pulling yes, through this sure. city. So Guy has generously bought all of you a wagon just yeah. from some merchant on the side of the street. <laughs> all of you are uh, like just buying some common stuff. You can get those really at any general goods place. I don't sell this thing. It's probably built by with fire yeah. resistant shit. Yeah, it's idea? not on fire like right now, so. Yeah, you're probably good. But we're inside the city, uh, which is not as hot as outside the city. We'll find out. So you all, you as you're going up, you do see uh, a scribe's store called Balda and Elif's Quill. I would like to go in and see if there's any books on nightmares. I'd like to go in and see if they have any copies of Lander's book. And I would like to see if they have <laughs> Twilight. Yeah, they do. They have all of the Twilights. They actually still have the posters up for when the movies came out. As you walk in, there's one Ifrit. It is a male Ifrit. And like the other Ifrit you've seen are very well put together. They wear trophies all over them, it seems like. Like uh, they, you would know, somebody rolled for it. They, they would live longer than you all do. They live like pretty incredible and long lives. And so they're all really well put like together. Yeah, sort of. Really well put together. They take really great care of themselves. They all seem to be in fighting shape. But you walk in and this Efreet is super overweight. And he's the first one you've seen. He just like seems like this big jolly guy and he's just got like this belly. Uh, his pants are kind of pulled up tight around it and that's all he wears. Like everything else on him is exposed. He has these shoes on, these pants on and that's about it. He has this big beard made out of fire and his eyes are just like charcoal. They're just black, as is the inside of his mouth when he speaks. And the more of these Afridi you see, the more that you are able to tell that not none of them look the same. Like, mm -hmm. they're all made up of different components of heat. Uh, this guy, just like on the top of his balding head, it almost looks like he has a hat on. It's just like this black charred magma up on the top uh, instead of like this head of fire. But he has a huge beard. And as you guys walk in, he smacks his stomach and he walks with his hands on it and he waddles over to you guys. He exclaims to all of you, he's like, well, welcome to my shop, adventurers. Seems like you've had it pretty rough. And he's looking at like your burned up, Adelaide's burned up, fucked up hair and guys face skin is gone and Buffalo's like queasy and guys like falling asleep and Calista's clothes are burned off and all your packs are kind of like fucked up. My hair probably, well, my, does my hair have fire resistance too? Yeah, it's a, it's a piece so, of you, so yeah. Good. <laughs> it seems you all need to see a doctor, not a not a scribe. Probably true. Probably true. Uh, you're here to buy books on burnt ointments, I imagine. <laughs> Actually, well, this one's yeah. a comedian. 
Does he uh, have bracers, slave bracers? No, he does not have bracers on. Hmm. Actually, I would like to see if you have any books on nightmares. Oh, I have books, and he he turns, and he walks behind his counter, and he grabs a handle on the wall, and it, the whole wall slides. Um, and he has one of few shops that's actually indoors and has a sign. Like, a lot of these merchants set up tables, but he slides this wall back, and you just see all of these books, um, and he's just picking through them, and he grabs one, and it's uh, it's on the side of it in a really strange. Yeah, I don't think any of you. I don't think any of you speak this language. Probably not. What, yeah. is, what is it? Ignan. You're being ignorant. You're being ignorant. Uh, but it's an ignorant, and he pulls it down and he hands it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I look at it. Is it ignorant. all written in ignorant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I ask him if he has any books written in common, gnomish, elvish, or draconic about nightmares. We need or it in the right nomenclature. Or Sylvan or Celestial. Pretty much anything but Ignan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, he puts the book back up on the shelf. He's, yeah, he goes through these Good books, and him. I mean, really, there are just all of these books. And this wall is enormous behind him. And he, he gets this ladder out from the side, and he kind of folds it out, and he walks up to the top of it. It seems like there's no obvious organization, but it seems like he knows where everything is, because he just like gets this ladder out and walks right up to it, and he pulls an elvish book down that is about elemental creatures. So Adelaide, you would be able to read this, I believe. Elvish yep. or Yeah, we I speak do. Elvish, yeah. Oh, you, you do, do too? too? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. great. I, we all speak Elvish. Elvish, elvish. okay. Was so, it Sylvan or Elvish? It's an elvish. elvish. So he brings down this elvish book and he sets it on the table. <sighs> that one's uh, not easy to come by. And he, it, the book is like this earthen bright green and it just like looks really healthy and the writing on it and the decoration around it is all golden and it's trimmed with this gold and he sets it down in front of you. Ooh, uh, I can't let this one go for less than 25 gold pieces. May I look, look through it? Uh, Let's it, buy it. Let's fucking buy it. I'll buy it. I would like to look through it first. Thank you. What are you What are you looking for? And he like puts his hand on top of it. Let's see if it actually talks about nightmares. He opens it and thumbs through it pretty quickly, and he pulls it open to a page, and he holds it up, and you can clearly see that it's about nightmares. And then he closes the book, and he sets it down, and he's like, 25 gold pieces to read it. Well, I'll pay him 25 gold pieces. Okay, and he slides it across the counter. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people come through here trying to read the books without buying them. God, who wants to transcribe this thing for me? That would be <laughs> so fucking fun, because I, I, I have a thing for beasts. Um, this does not only have, for future reference, this does not only have nightmares in it. It has many elemental beasts oh, in it, so if you guys need to reference it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Cool. I want a copy of this. This is probably good to just have in our library. Also, sure. yeah, it'll probably give us a clue as to how library. we can. We have a library. Catch slash uh, tame slash so. <laughs> we have befriend a nightmare. We oh. actually stay in a house. Maybe. But <laughs> I hope so. Just, I want to look around. What all is in this shop? Books and, and scrolls. Books so, and scrolls. Yeah, the books, it's really interesting. The, the wall behind him that he slid open has books, but then the other two walls on either side, it's like the wall has been crosshatched like a beehive, like honeycombs, and there are scrolls just packed cool. into those walls on the sides of this store. Are those spells? Some are spells, others are writings, lures for religions. Uh, some of them are very hard to come by. I'd like to find a scroll for uh, befriend animals, if you got it. Who wants to fork up, because this could be really it useful. It could be really useful. Can we take a look at it first? The scroll? Yes. I, I just want to so. see it. He pulls a scroll, and uh, it has this really strange, I still don't know what the word is, for the piece of cloth that holds a scroll yeah. closed. It's a napkin it, holder. Yeah, it's, an, it's the napkin holder around this scroll <laughs> is made out of, like, animal pelt. Some kind of animal pelt, even though it's small. And he holds it up, and he's like, 
If any of you know identify, feel free, but I can guarantee you this is a scroll of animal friendship. He actually pulls it from the bottom most shelf. And I say, that's okay. If you don't know for sure, we're not going to buy it. He's like, oh, I know for sure. He just said he knows for sure. I know, but you said if we can identify it. Well, if you need proof. No, that's okay. I just we don't need it. That's too much gold. Okay, yeah, well, you're so right. While, I don't, we don't while have we're that here, much gold. That's out of curiosity, gold. do you have any more recent publications? I don't know how quickly things uh, get here from the material plane. Uh, I'm, I'm a buyer and seller of books. Of course, I have recent publications. Anything by Lander? Who? Yes. I really like that response. Yes. <laughs> Delightful. Just let me. If anything um, does come in, I'm just going to keep talking he, to him. I and know, I've got like, they're cinched around the edges, I'm imagining. But the oh, sheets you know, that I have, okay. the little inserts. It's, if anything uh, does come across the table, this is an important insert that needs Good. to be included in the publication. And I would assisted. like to roll persuasion and say you should look out for the next publication by Callista Storio. She is a fantastic writer. And he turns to you and he's like, you're a bard? Indeed. Ah, you must share your stories with me. Write them down. Send them to me. Well, I pay handsomely for those. While they're talking, I rolled delighted. a 25 for sleight of hand. Oh my God. Jesus and Christ. And you'll be in this one. <laughs> you walk over and, and you're just like listening to this conversation. And Patch is just like, you don't even look at it. I mean, that's a really high roll. You don't even look at it. You just kind of like get it between your fingers and it's in your pack, you know, just like. And I'm exchanging information for how to send. Yeah. And he's very excited by this. And you think that this distraction is working. And I'm going to well give him like the one, the one about Buffalo that I've written, the lullaby. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to just sketch it out in like poem form for him just to give him a little sample. Uh, roll a performance. On the way to our inn, mm-hmm. I absolutely want to stop in a store and get some incense and shit like that because I want my We need your baby. We need Ori. See if it survives. Risky. Ori. <laughs> I see you. Ori and Wart will be best <laughs> Zero gold is better sorry, than a hundred so gold. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But I just didn't want to, and sorry, I'm just going to say this outside metagaming. My thing was if you had bought that shit and he'd thrown us out, then we're like enslaved. Gonna have to. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a risk I was willing to take, yeah. and I did. <laughs> and our role is you, he didn't get to do the heist, and you're just like itching, like I gotta steal shit. Callista, you write him a sample, and you just have his full attention, and and I like illustrate is, that shit. It's beautiful. He is an old shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. I mean. These guys live a long time, and he knows how to read people and how to tell when something is up. But you have captured his full attention. He takes the scroll, and you're just going to give it to him, like as part of the of the ruse. Like eh, it's a taste. Yeah, like I'm going to give him. Like here's a sample of my okay. work, so you'll have you'll be able to compare and know what you're getting after I get back home and send you my manuscript. Okay. So here's my cover. And he he rolls it up, yeah. and he rolls it up, and he takes a napkin holder and puts it on it, and uh, <laughs> he takes this scroll, and he uh, he goes to put it up on the shelf, and then he hesitates. And he takes it back down and he walks over to a desk in the corner and he opens a drawer and he puts it in there and he shuts the drawer. I'm curious about that. Why didn't you put it on the shelf? I put it in my personal desk so I can read it later. I'm honored. Thank you. Did we? I'm sorry. I, sorry, I didn't yeah. get your name. Balda. Thank you, Balda. Nice yeah. to meet you. Thank you so much. We'll send you stories. A pleasure doing business, friends, and I look forward to getting stories from our friend Astoria here. In due time, assuming we make it back for me to finish my story. <laughs> Oh, uh, perhaps I can interest you in a scroll of invulnerability, then. For $15 billion. (laughs) (laughs) What does it do, and how much is it? What do you think it does? If you don't know what it does. Makes you invulnerable. Hey! Hey! Can I take a look at it? You guys are in here for like a whole day, and by the time you're gone, his shelves are like empty, and Patch's bag is like... (laughs) Wow. Yeah, we we gotta... gotta yeah, we, we, we got to mosey. We got to sleep. We're taking too much minutes. time. 
We're like Council of the Lording it right I'm now. Like, let's go get tattoos. I'm <laughs> beeline to like a magic shop to buy incense and oh, all sure. the shit I need. Yeah, that's like a gold piece for all that stuff. Okay, cool. yeah. To the sleepy world. So you guys are all in the back of this wagon and Buffalo is just kind of pulling you all up this street. As we're walking, I would like to start I hand perusing the, I, my Also, book. I'm going to hand the scroll of Befriend Animal to Guy. I'm going to be like, nice. Risky, but nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can Adelaide high-five you for that? Super proud of you for that. Yeah. That was really good. Thanks. You are just doing you the best way you can, and I'm about that. Living my trip. <laughs> and I would like to just go ahead and start perusing the book as we're making our way to the end. Okay, sure. Are you, but you're looking up nightmares specifically in it right now? Yeah, specifically right now. Let's talk about nightmares, y'all. You would know that, well, there is a drawing of one, and it's showing you its anatomy from the front uh, and the side. It shows this enormous black steed. Its mane and tail and hooves have flames coming off of all of them instead of hair. The inside of its mouth and its enormous enraged nostrils are filled with ember, like something is burning. And where that, where those flames touch its body, it looks like cracked magma. And you can see all, on those cracks, they're glowing. And the book says, a nightmare appears in a cloud of roiling smoke. Its mane, tail, and hooves are wreathed in flame. The creature's unearthly black form moves with supernatural speed, vanishing in a cloud of brimstone as quickly as it appeared. These things are also called demon horses or hell horses. The nightmare serves as a steed for creatures that are usually exceptionally evil because of how hard they are to tame and how much they love having a vile master. It resembles a fiendish horse and a nightmare's fiery red eyes betray its malevolent intelligence. So where it's it may burn and seem pa- like passionate, like the vizier was describing, this book is actually telling you that its appearance betrays how malevolent and evil it truly is. A nightmare can be summoned from the lower planes, but unless a worthy sacrifice is offered to it as food upon its arrival, the nightmare displays no special loyalty to a creature that it is bound to serve. Is there a pet store on the way? <laughs> <laughs> you summon Ori? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! I would do that to Ori. Somebody get a basket of puppies to feed this person. <laughs> I would absolutely do that. Nightmares don't appear naturally in the multiverse. They must be created from Pegasi. The ritual that creates a nightmare requires the torturous removal of a Pegasus wings, driving a noble creature to evil as its nature is transformed by the dark magic that rips its wings from it. It got dark. Oof. We just gotta be really awful to it. What are you? Ooh, let's viciously mock it as we're giving a sacrifice. I don't know that I want to. You're neutral? I feel like if anyone, I mean, she's got infernal bloodline. I was thinking that too. Um, it like understand languages, language? but it understands speak them. It understands yeah. almost all of the common languages. Like so, anything that's not exotic, it understands, okay. but it can't speak. You gotta think um, like what? What does a, a thing like that want? Like what can you offer to a creature like that? And what I was thinking, what does everything want? Its wings back. Glory. Holes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Maybe. All right. <laughs> we could probably give them the right bathroom, probably. <laughs> but I, also, I also kind of feel like, from what was read in the book, it's the opposite of a dragon. Like, it doesn't want to be treated nicely. Mm. We might have to kind of. I mean, it loves having a vile master. Yeah, so we kind of got to, like, make it our little bitch. Well, I don't think we have to be vile to it, though. We just have to be vile to the oh, in general. Oh, okay. okay. Should we just be, like, God, really this could be fucked some up funny to the sacrifice <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I can do that. So the guy on the buffalo is, like, plotting in his mind, and he's thinking about himself, like, 
takes some charcoal and put it in his hair, and he looks like the emo version of Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3. We're <laughs> <laughs> walking down the street. <laughs> like, rolls up, he's like, I'm a little pissed baby bitch. <laughs> He's like, I'll do all your darkest, weirdest shit. <laughs> the book is also telling you, like, it, it, it talks about the Nightmare's body as well, and these things are really, really big. How like, big are they? really big. They stand, like, the back to get onto this horse mm -hmm. is, like, 15 feet above the ground. Oh, yes! Shit. We're still in a shoe. Are we not? No, you guys are in the wagon yeah. talking about this nightmare Enjoy as you... As yeah. you roll down the street. Yeah. Over the course of about eight hours, it takes a long time to get up here by buffalo shit. cart. You'll have to find an animal for us to fucking feed it. I don't know, the scroll might handle everything we need. Well, well let's feed it and use the scroll. Let's be like, let's cover our Which bases. one was the scroll again, I'm sorry? The friend animal. Okay. So you guys get to the northern part of this town, and its spires just, they're not as tall, and they aren't as thick and populated. There are very few spires in this part of town. The buildings are all made out of the same material, and for the most part, they're all pretty uniform, just like blocks of this black material that is all over the city. And some granite is here and there, but all of these buildings look the same. The only difference is the signs that hang outside of them. There's definitely a seedier feel in the air in this part of town, though the air itself feels and looks the same as everywhere else. That dim red glow kind of washes over all of these things. And just like the uniformity of this part of town kind of gives it a dreary feel. You can kind of feel the poverty that exists in this part of the town. And based on what you saw outside, there's not a lot of other choices to live. So it seems like all the people who can't really afford to live in the city are pushed to these outskirts right alongside the walls. But your cart does pull up to here, and uh, through maybe talking to a few people, you're able to find the salamander's eye. It looks just like all of the other buildings. It's two stories tall. It's just this square shape of a building, and it has a sign on the front, and all it is is, uh, one, you know those orange salamanders? It's one of those orange salamander heads with, like, some kind of shining gem in its eye, like some kind of red gem. Yeah, we go in and obtain a room. A room here is only going to cost you guys, like, five gold pieces. I was going to offer each. to perform for the evening. So you walk up, and the, the bartender is sitting there working. It's an Efrady, just like everyone who seems to own anything in the city is. Hello. We'd like a room for the evening, if we may. Um, I'd like to offer in exchange for that um, free entertainment for the evening. Sure. And Rare songs from the Prime Material Plane. He has uh, actual hair. His skin, however, isn't bright and vibrant red like a lot of the Efrady that you guys have personally met. It's just this crap magma, like all over him. He seems to be made more of stone, but in between each of those cracks that seem to make up his entire body, you can see a little bit of red light pouring out from it. But he looks up to you and you can hear his strange stone-like skin kind of groan against itself as he sits up. And uh, his eyes, they do burn bright through this, and he looks to you. This area is actually pretty well populated, this room that you're in. There are all kinds of, like, Really, really weird creatures. There are two creatures sitting over in the corner. One looks like a lizard of a man, just with these like spikes hanging out all over him. The other is a large purple humanoid-ish man, maybe, hard to tell, but he has like <laughs> chains hanging down for a beard. Really, really strange. Hair pulled back, and they both have like weapons on the table as they're drinking. There's a table full of these strange salamander creatures, but they're as tall as all of you, and they all seem to be made out of fire, like living lava, and they're all just like speaking this really weird language, and you can just see the fire shooting out of their mouths as they talk, and it's coming out of their 
drinks that they're actually drinking at this place, but it seems like their drinks are made out of fire. Yeah, and then there's and then there's a bunch of like FreeD sitting around in this place as well, and some other merchants. Some of them seem to be talking, but it seems like everything is, for the most part, pretty segregated. Like none of the groups are blending together. It seems like those weird salamander folk are in a group. Those two really strange-looking guys are sitting, and they're actually kind of just staring at you guys. Uh, their eyes are kind of in little slits as they're looking at you kind of curiously, and they keep leaning over and saying something to one another. They're free to don't seem to hit, like pay you guys any mind whatsoever. They're all obviously like a little too drunk. But the bartender uh, looks to you, the innkeep, and he says, Play me something. If it's good, we can work something out. Maybe something that's not heard here very often, and I play him um, a ballad that's... Um, it's a love song that happens in the wintertime because I think it's completely opposite of what they have here. Ah. It might be interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. roll, a, roll, a, roll a performance. It's 11. And 11 is going to work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, he, and he just seems like, he doesn't seem impressed, but he's just like, fine, go play. And he puts a key up on the counter. Do they have staples? Yeah, yeah, there's like animals and all kinds of stuff in the city. Well, I just like ask. He puts a key on the counter and uh, he's like, for the performance, I'll give you one room. Only four beds in there, though, so you have to figure something out. You got a beast. We got caregivers, but it's a gold to keep the thing kept for the night and fed. Totes, cool. Do they have chickens? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of animals do they have? Well, they only have a, it's a stable, so it's like steeds. Just horses? Uh, and the nightmare a fucking horse. Whatever people cool. rode in on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of strange beasts. Idea. There's like, there's like, what? D- it's awful, but it's not a bad idea. Like a fucking it'd, giant fire horse eating metal, a regular horse. It'd be metal. Defeated <laughs> a horse. I mean, there are horses. There are horses. Of there's course. a buffalo. There are like dinosaur mounts. There are flying Uh-oh. mounts, like peritons. There's what the fuck is a periton? It's this really gross, weird looking animal that has like a eagle's body and a goat's head and oh. razor sharp teeth. Feed it to the nightmare. No, I want that. And it's got like rainbow wings. It's a real messed up looking thing. Sweet. We should fucking take a horse and feed the nightmare a horse. Horse for horse. Fire Patches fire. is on a bender after not helping that woman break into the Sultan's vault. I want to go up to the barkeep and I have a request. Um, is there a trustworthy courier service that could deliver something for me? If you ain't got servants, you gotta pay the gold, but. Gold goes a pretty long way here. What would it cost to have someone trustworthy deliver um, a note and a package for me? Where are they delivering it to? My good friend Balda at the bookstore. That's 20 miles in the opposite direction. It's going to cost quite a bit. But uh, merchants are... If you don't want to take it 20 miles outside the wall, that wouldn't be any good. <laughs> you, leave, you leave two gold with me and I'll make sure that this finds Balda. Okay. Um, I give him this note. So he takes the note. Uh, he doesn't read it like I did. <laughs> it's sealed. Yeah. The note and the package. Uh, I'll make sure it finds its way there. All right, and so he just kind of goes back to it, and he's like, Drinks. You guys having something to drink? I am, I'm a wondering. I am not drinking. I am hitting the stage and singing to earn our room. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to grab a drink, and then I was going to, like, try to get everyone to, like, get excited and cheer for Colette. Yeah, I was going to clap. Yeah. Do any of you have some sort of illusion magic or anything? Not any spell slot. Damn. Okay. I can cast Bladeboard. Um, that's, even, <laughs> that's about all I got. That's my okay. cantrips are, yeah, Bladeboard, Shocking Grasp, and True Strike. You uh, you get up on the stage, Callista, and you begin to play. The bartender pours you these drinks that are, like, 
glowing. They aren't on fire like the salamander's table, are we but... Taking, are we doing fireball right now? They, uh, yeah, that's what it's called. But um, he, he gives you these mugs that are made out of some kind of like rough stone. It feels almost like concrete in your hand, like granite or something. And he slides them across to you, and these drinks are all glowing. He actually like doesn't even ask you what you want. But it does seem like everyone in the bar is drinking something different. But when you're looking at like the salamanders or those strange guys or whatever, the whole group is drinking the same drink. So you can assume that he bases the drinks he's giving out on... What you look like, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he gives you he gives you all these drinks. Callista, you get up and you begin to play your uh, dulcimer. I'm trying to read the room and see what they like. And yeah, play um, and stuff. Yeah, so uh, you can get up and roll another performance. Can we assist yeah. with our clapping? I'm gonna switch to my yeah. tabletop loot dice yes. and see how it does. Performance check. Oh, that's not I bad. I could assist, but not with this exhaust. That's an 18 total. Plus two. Nice. Plus two. It's now a mod 20. Nice. So the whole room, you have like captured most of their attention. There's two strange men that are sitting at the table. They get up. Yeah, with the ch- one has a chain beard and the other has like green skin and weird spikes coming all off of it. They both get up and leave. Uh, as you start playing, but everybody else, <laughs> weird guys, but everybody else. Uh, you have their attention, and they they do cheer like when you end songs, and uh, the they like buy you guys another round of drinks if you'll have them uh, for the performance. All the Efridi seem to be enjoying it. The Salamanders are speaking some very strange language that you all do not speak, and, but they are, all seem to be excited. You're actually not even sure if they're talking. Like it's just these weird noises. You're just like singing along. Yeah, That's good. But, just for fun, yeah. since I have their attention yeah. on the spot, I'm gonna make up a song about Lander with instructions if any of them are ever on the Prime Material plane to look for him and just do him harm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, they like that. The Afridi especially, when you're talking about harm, like, it's obvious this is a rivalry and that it's, like, some sort of vengeance piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Afridi are all about that. So, like, they are loving that shit. You enjoy the night, you have your drinks. I do my ritual spell before going to bed, and Ori comes back. Uh, yeah! Ori! Ori's back. <laughs> that, Love her so tight. <laughs> she, 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 seems, <laughs> she seems unfazed by the yeah. fact that you sent her into this horrible fate fireball. Death. So you all go to bed. You do get a long rest. Everyone who had oh, one point of exhaustion has zero points of exhaustion. Guy has two points of exhaustion still because you had three. So yeah, you guys. Uh, the night goes by uneventfully. Uh, you all wake up. It's kind of hard to tell what's day and what's night here because everything is always burning like the sun. You guys, are, Buffalo's out front. He's been tended to, connected back to the wagon. I'm Ori back. And Ori's back. I guess stealing a horse would be not the most. How much is a horse? So gets- I, I just feel like in a city of tight asses, we should be as like clean, clean cut as possible. If we can just, if we could buy a horse for cheap. I, at the I same mean, time, I would, I would like to it, buy a horse. I don't. I, I think if we stole yeah. a horse, that would be anything we very take obvious. by means yeah. legal or otherwise is going to exact a higher price. They are very was. exacting. However, I do think they like people who are. Resourceful. They like to enslave people that are resourceful. I feel like they'll say, yeah, that was badass. Now spend the rest of your life working for me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Are we going to buy one from one of the people? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Like if somebody was like, hey, I'll like buy your horse. Okay. So you you guys are looking for someone who sells like mounts and animals? No, no, like at the end. Yeah, somebody who like has a horse there. We're like, hey, can we buy your horse? They're probably going to want a higher price than if we just go to a place where we can buy a horse. Maybe. We don't, we have like, what, 12 hours? We're on the porch. You guys have like. We have 12 hours, less than. It took you eight to get here and then you took a long rest, which is eight. So So you guys have. Four hours. Yeah, you guys are cutting it close right now. (laughs) Is that right? 
No, you have eight hours left. Yeah, I did the math all wrong there. I'm sorry. We are on the poor side of town, though, and they might give their ride opportunity. I mean, we don't necessarily have to feed the thing. I'm gonna like to worst looking, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna like no, no, just look for yeah, Yeah. just the person who might be most down on his luck. Okay, but we don't need no fucking shitty looking horse. Ain't gonna want to eat something. It's like. Nine. You know, the nine, it's kind of hard to distinguish. You're, you know, you're not on your plane and like seeing these groups of people is really hard to get some insight or read on them. But the uh, Freedy, I mean, they, they all seem to kind of travel in groups. I'll like, say the horse wouldn't make it outside the city. We all have a fire resistance potion and I have one extra. We can give it to the horse. What about Buffalo? Buffalo, did, Buffalo. Buffalo got a fire resistance potion too. Buffalo and there's one extra? The I have one extra. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's get a fucking horse. Feeding a horse to a horse. <laughs> so you think that it would probably be best to ask the innkeep? Sure. Yeah, he's just like, <clears throat> We got plenty of uh, horses out back. Some of them are our own. We got draft horses, riding horses. I could sell you one of mine, uh, riding horse for 100 gold pieces. Your shittiest horse that is probably going to die soon. All our horses are well taken care of. But one is shittier than the rest, right? Sure, and worth 100 gold pieces. Okay. I'll give you 100 gold pieces for a horse. <laughs> So you give him a hundred gold pieces. You guys are just like just throwing your money as you walk yeah, through these streets. Wow, expensive. You yeah. wouldn't buy a scroll of animal friendship. Well, if I bought the scroll, then I wouldn't be able to buy this fucking horse. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. When you walk out of this place, Buffalo is hitched to the cart, and there's also a horse with a saddle sitting beside Buffalo. This is hurting Nina and Adelaide's side with it. <laughs> I think it's really funny to feed the horse to the horse. <laughs> like, I'm on board with this 100%. Um, I mean, the best bet that we yeah, have. No, we need true. to do Let's this. break his legs and feed it. <laughs> nah, dog. He's just gonna <laughs> full on. I'm not okay with this. Let's break He's his legs. Why, why do you have to break his legs? You're like, I'm not okay with this, but we're gonna break its legs <laughs> before we. <laughs> you just wanna break a horse's legs, you sick fuck. I wonder if my patron meant to sacrifice something on myself. And this is Who's riding? Dinner? All right, let's go. Yeah. And I wanna name the horse dinner. I tied it. I tied it. Okay, so you name the horse I, dinner. I, I tie the horse to the um, buffalo or yeah. the carriage, yeah. Small dinner. All right, so you guys tie dinner to buffalo, and you all get in the carriage behind buffalo, and you, you're, you're beginning to head out of the city, right? Yes, yeah. okay. we're heading north. Um, and oh, let's take our fire resistance yeah. potions. Yeah, you guys, all, you guys all get out your fire resistance potions. As you're leaving the city, you have to walk around the docks. You're realizing that the way the city opens is actually only on the sides where it uh, has docks and stuff. And as it opens there, like before you have to kind of come around this bend, it never truly opens anywhere, it seems like. Though there are gates that seem like they could teleport you to the other side. The guards, these white Efridi that are glowing, walk over and they escort you around it. You all have your fire resistance potions. Maybe you guys do like a little cheers before you go. And as all of your bottles are clinking together and you're shooting them back, we're gonna end episode 13. To dinner! Good night, everybody. As Enjoy you, dinner. As you, as you trek back out into the elemental plane of fire's wilderness. And that's it for another episode of Hit Dice, a real play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I just wanted to thank you all for joining us on another episode of Hit Dice. We are loving the podcast, and we hope you are too. This week, we're not doing a special themed outro. We just wanted to take a time to genuinely... Excuse me? Out of my way, wuss. I hear someone say they were going to tame a nightmare. That's about the gnarliest thing I ever heard.
That sounds like some knockdown, drag out, pit to hell crazy shit. Jump on this train. I can't wait for next week's episode. Till then, I'm gonna head on over to Tabletop Root. Gonna take full advantage of that sweet discount offered by Hit Dice. Get yourself a paradise and make you feel fearless in the face of death. You got the dice in a steel grip in one hand, and you got the devil by his neck in the other. And you can get those dice for 15% off thanks to Hit Dice. When you check it out, just enter the code HITDICEPOD. If you think being in the plane of fire and came in a majestic, horrifying nightmare is as metal as I do, head on over to the iTunes store. Give our boys and girls five-star review in the iTunes store. If you don't think it's metal as hell, well, guess what, Pipsqueak? You're wrong! There's nothing quite like pumping iron and punching faces while listening to your favorite podcast. And I guess until Wednesday of next week, I'm just going to be punching faces and pumping iron to the sweet, sweet sound of my victims' agonizing screams. Stay strong and fearless out there, adventurers, and I'll catch you next Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday.